Hi. Good morning. My name is Lisa. Welcome to King Worldwide. This is my dad, Roy. Hello, everybody. And we're continuing on the amazing topic that we always do. Um, first, I want to say I'm so thankful for all of my friends, all of our friends and family and partners. And a lot of you are uh, writing in, emailing in, and um, even notes into PayPal when you're um, investing in the gospel. Please know that we receive everything. We pray over everything. And unless uh, Roy's and Sally's names on it, everything is confidential. It's always confidential anyway. But if someone is thanking them, I will, I'll share with them every Monday. And we're just so thankful. You bless me. You bless them. Just It's just family. So thank you. So we're going to continue on with the manifestations that we talked about last time. And why he said SS is just fun. Hey, hey Kay. Here's the reason why. Special Sally. Okay. S, S was for Sally, our director and my wife. We could have just done, and my mom. And your mom. And we could have just done S, S, S special, Sally. special Sally. Well, awesome. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it so that I could say it because uh, that wasn't in my notes, but that's good. For anyone who's new, the whole uh, series is started out being manifestation of your dreams fulfilled, the right. recipe for your dreams fulfilled. When, what we're learning is that everything will happen for us the better than we ever imagined if we do it God's way. And it's about getting into God's word and letting him lead us. And we've talked about uh, three ingredients thus far, and I will, we will mention that uh, um, throughout the broadcast today. Okay. And, and, uh, yes, we will. Uh, so last broadcast, as Lisa mentioned, we ended on the topic growing season. She didn't mention that, but I apologize that we ended on the topic growing season and it's from the scripture, uh, Genesis 8.22, and you'll see where that comes from if you didn't tune in last week. So well, I picked another one. This okay. is from NLT. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. And so, there are kind of like three stages. Uh, sowing stage, growing stage, and harvest stage. And so the growing stage is where I think is one of the big tests of our faith actually takes place in life. And I put down here, why is that true? And in a little bit, I'm going to give you an actual example that I experienced myself. Uh, but I believe that most people have developed natural strongholds that they have to overcome or override. Well, unless you've been born in a bubble We've all been born into this cursed No, no earth. question. And, uh, but there's a way in order to minimize the natural faults, and that's actually number one and number two. But we'll, uh, we're, we're going to kind of dissect that a little bit. And uh, so how, how do you override the natural thoughts that come up when you have any kind of a challenge? And, and Lisa's going to read that in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. And this is a new translation for me, but I really liked it. And I had the check in my spirit from the Lord. Holman Christian Standard Bible, and it's 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Like he said, for though we live in the body, we do not wage war in an unspiritual way. Since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to obey Christ, the anointed one. I like that. Isn't it nice? I like that at home. I what part did you like? I like the whole thing oh. because it's concise and it uh, 
Uh, I like demolition of strongholds. Yeah, the and what I do, and I had to do this even this morning, is that uh, I had to stand on on this particular scripture, and I, I took kind of the uh, the cliff notes of it, the shortened version. I cast down the imagination of doubt and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, which is what that's saying. So for new people um, that are just tuning in just because you think that we're fun, maybe, or whatever, silly. Or funny, th funny looking. We're funny, yeah. Thoughts are not just conjured up from ourselves. They're coming from the God side or the enemy side. Right. So that's what I thought was the biggest revelation, right? Right. So we have to decide, are we taking it or are we kicking it out? And so if you didn't know, if we didn't know that, then it, what, what are we, what are we doing? If, if you didn't know that there are godly thoughts that are different from worldly thoughts, and I didn't. And that we don't decide, time. like right. we decide what we keep. Yeah. Yeah, but see, what happens is that these strongholds are thoughts, their concepts, their ideas, their reasoning in the natural mind that the devil uses to create confusion, to hinder or contaminate our faith, Amen. To, to contaminate our trust in God and his promises. And when one's not into the word and they're not exposed to God's spiritual principles, it don't have a clue. I didn't for a long time. Is that it was just natural thoughts, and that's what everybody else had. That's what everybody else said. That's what everybody else heard. And as a result, you'll see in a second what happens. That creates a stronghold unless we do something to counteract it. So Lisa's going to read Ephesians six sixteen. This is from the Good News translation. At all times, carry faith as a shield. For with it, you will be able to put out all the burning arrows shot by the evil one. I like this translation because the enemy has no power unless we give it to him. Correct. And we give it to him by being ignorant of the word and not knowing what God's saying. And or our mouth, right. when we say that we're afraid or we don't feel good or we, we're not denying those things. You just When we say it, more comes. And see, the arrows here are the thoughts. Yes. They're the thoughts that come in. And, and even feelings, honestly. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think any of us ever intentionally mm -mm. think these thoughts. That's why I use the term unintentional. I don't think anybody intentionally brings up doubt, worry, fear, etc., etc. But it's the, it's the deceiver that what he's doing, he's injecting those thoughts. And unless we have something to counteract it, it's going to increase and multiply. Or even know that that's not, a God, that's not how God thinks. Like a lot of times I felt the thoughts were mine and real. And I felt them and well, they were mine. And yeah, I, they were, but, you, but you did because at that particular time, you didn't know enough of the word in order to counteract and say, well, what I, that, take it out. that doubt that I just had on something, I didn't know that that was against God's word. And that's what I experienced. And I didn't years. know that it wasn't mine. Like, oh, doubt yeah. doesn't come from God. Right. It comes from the enemy. And he did it in the beginning with Eve. He didn't just say, you have to eat this apple. Yeah. He deceived her with questions that caused doubt. And it's the same thing he does today. And it, when we just learn it, it's so easy once we get it. Well, when you recognize it, yes. you're right. It, it's just... Uh, it's fun. Yeah. So, strongholds, as we just said, strongholds are what we unintentionally develop, believe, 
where we put our faith and trust in, in, in faith and trust in while in the growing season. Let me say it again because I was that that confused me. No, it didn't confuse. Well, strongholds are what we un, unintentionally start thinking about. We develop it, and then we start believing it, and. That's where we put our faith and trust in because we hear it all the time from people in society. And as a result, by not knowing enough of the word and being able to override it or kick it out, is that that's what we do as far as we start to believe in it. And we, it becomes our way of thinking, yeah. our way of processing. And, and we don't think it's wrong. And we, don't, we really stand hard against it a lot and, of times. And particularly in the growing season because we're real vulnerable then is that we sow a seed, or we're believing for this, or believing that. We let's say so. We sow the seed, and then there's growing time. Well, during the growing time, let's say it doesn't come boom just like that, which oftentimes it doesn't. Is that the tendency is is to go what is dominant in your mind, and what's dominant in your mind, if there hadn't been a lot of feeding on the word, which is ingredient number one, is that. The worldly thoughts are going to come up: doubt, worry, un unbelief, etc., etc. Et and and as a result, it is all that does is just makes it worse. And God is a, a gentleman; He doesn't bombard us with nope. anything. He we, a, we have to give Him the open door for Him to come in. But the liar is ambushing right. the mind, and He sees the countenance. He doesn't know what we're thinking, but He does read the countenance on our face. And so that's why I'm very fake sometimes with glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I just hit Gunner. We hit bumped heads right here. It was, yeah. it was glory to God. It was like a little, yesterday we were playing, um, glory to God. Did I feel like saying that? No, it hurt. It hurt really bad. And the little girl is watching me and I'm like, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Because I didn't want more pain and I didn't want it to be a big bruise. And it's not. Yeah. Well, that's good. Because I wouldn't give oh, in no, to the I, liar. No, I understand. Is that... That's what he's trying to see. In John 10, 10, he says, the devil, the enemy, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, that's the sequence that's in the Word. It's not kill, steal, and destroy. It's steal, kill, and destroy. And you can look back at what, take, what tragedy took place in our country in September 2001, and that is exactly the sequence that took place. Steal, kill, and destroy. So, in the distant past, this is me, in the distant past, why did my growing season appear to be inordinately long? And here's the reason why. It's because my mind had been inundated with worldly habits of thinking and reasoning. And when the growing season lengthened, my dominant natural thoughts, because God's word thoughts were not dominant at that time. My dominant natural thoughts, they surfaced. And I think they do for most people, mm -hmm. quite honestly. And even those people in the word, just like myself right now, is that the dominant natural thoughts will come up, and but I've got to quickly, I've got to quickly override it. I've got to quickly rebuke it, and uh, which is like what, what I did this morning. However, here's was the turning point. When I gave the word more time, which is ingredient number one, feed on the word, meditate on the word, which reduced my natural worldly input. But you also which, did that. You yeah, also had to. I, I did that too. 
Uh, but if you put more time in the Word, that takes up more time. Yes. So therefore, there's less time in order to put myself in a position as far as TV, news feeds, social media, whatnot, as far as for the natural worldly thoughts to go in my mind. Yes. And you might say, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird to follow Satan's path. That's exactly right. No, weird to not follow Satan's well, path. Well, it, it's, it's weird from as, as far as what we're supposed to do. Okay. We're supposed to follow God. Right. But uh, most people, and that's why I'm giving my example of years past, most people, what they do, they follow the worldly way and since Satan is the God of this world, he's got jurisdiction over natural thoughts. Who are we following? Don't kid ourselves. And it's a journey, and we're at different levels, not good or bad. But, you know, if I'm way over here, I'm don't, I don't want any natural anything. And someone's just hearing this, and they're inundated with natural, starting the word. Right. I'm going to sound crazy to them, and I understand that. I'm not here trying to people please though. That's the difference. I had to, it's hard at first right. because you have almost the virtually the whole world and association that you've known. It's like, she's off the deep end. It's okay though. But, but don't beat yourself up. Right. It's a pro, it's a process. But don't beat it, me up either for it, choosing God. I, I understand. No that. one is, but I'm no, saying. No, no. At first it's it was a, hard. It's a process is because me, when I was, when I was undated with natural worldly thoughts, and then I started to get into God's Word. Uh, it was clumsy. It was awkward. Because, why? Because it was different than my natural thoughts. But I had to persevere, and I had to plow through it. And when I did, and I found that God's Word was taking ascendancy over my natural thoughts, then I kind of rounded the corner, so to speak, and as long as I continue to input, deposit God's word, is that Roy Boy was getting control of his life. And, and you learned now that it's you like being on the God side fully versus oh. before, didn't we talk about, well, it's, I got to do this or I got to have this. I got to have some. Inter here, here, here's what, well, let me say this. You're going to spend and it's okay, a certain amount of time with natural worldly act. We're in the world, so I didn't mean you're going to be in a bubble all the time. Right. You're going to spend uh, a certain amount of time in natural worldly things, and that's normal, and that's fine. But what you have to do is be proactive yes. as far as to put in God's Word and then be conscious of the fact of reducing natural world uh, input because if you aren't proactive... Then the worldly ways, they will they will be like Pac-Man. They'll just come. And, and the Lord just, just said, he designed us to be full of him in the world, sure. in the marketplace. Sure. So it's not about getting, like you said, a bubble. It's not that. It's developing and going back in. Right. And the Lord did teach me how to do this right. in the corporate world for two years. It can be done. I didn't start off that way. By the end, before I quit, the Lord said, I'm done with that. Then I was talking to doctors with, in the past, you didn't write my product. I was saying the things that the Lord right. taught me to say, and it didn't matter. They didn't They didn't care. Yep. It, it was still, the Holy Spirit showed me how yep. to talk right. in this world by his way. Because your thoughts became more dominant, aligned with God's word and the unction. On the job. The, yeah. On the job yes. and the unction of the Holy Spirit. That's how it's supposed to be. So when, when we activate ingredient number one, put more word in, feed on the word. 
And then at the same time, we activate number two, which is significantly, and that's a big word, significantly reduce natural worldly thoughts. I did those two things and I saw progress. But, but most importantly for me is that I increased my fellowship with Jesus and the Heavenly Father. Now, let me tell you how it came about is that if I, try, if, I, if I had tried to increase the fellowship, I probably, without being in the Word, I probably would have bombed out. How come? Because as you're in the Word, that's really when you start developing the, the relationship with Jesus. Consistently. Yeah. You, you're in the Word. You find out. You, you just learn as far as how He was. You learn, uh, a big thing, you learn how much God loves you <laughs> and me. Because just think about this is that he loved us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his one and only begotten son for us so that he could restore us to our original identity mm-hmm. and redeem our innocence. He did. Now, you think about it. Are you and me, are we willing to sacrifice our child, our, 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 child, our parent, our brother and sister, whatnot, for other people? Uh, Unless God said so, there would be an emphatic no. And, and I'm going to be honest, there would probably be a big question mark, even if he said so. I'm just being real. But that shows how much that God loves us. He was willing to give his so. most precious thing yes, yes. for us. And as a result, that's why that even to this day, that that's my main focus is fellowshipping with Jesus and the Father in order to build relationship. And as I started doing that, number one, number two, and number three, praying in spirit, but particularly fellowship and more, how do you fellowship? I talk to Jesus just like I do right now. The big four made you fellowship, I think. Yeah, it did. It, it was a big four being as far as Consistently being... Consistently in the Word, no matter if you felt like it or not. It was your that, hooking but, up. That was it, but that's what... That's what created the desire for more fellowship. That's exactly right. I didn't have that either yeah, until yeah. it was the t- every yeah. day. And no one will. I mean, it's like you and I, if we spent time together or if we didn't. I mean. And so as I did these things, the growing season, it seemed to shorten. Mm-hmm. And as it seemed to shorten, the harvest manifested sooner. Ding, ding. That's mm-hmm. what most people are after. But you can't go after the harvest directly without going through getting to know Jesus and the Father with the objective being, as I learned from Lisa years ago, (laughs) the objective being, when you read the Word, I don't read it to get the formula. I don't read it in order to get the dreams fulfilled. I read it now because of my love of Jesus and the Father. That's really... that, And as that's done, as... As I, I kind of serve them through my life and through my words, guess what? In comes the harvest and the manifestation. And I'm going to give you two natural examples in a second that I looked, I thought about last week. I look back over my life, and if, this is exactly what happened in my life, which is identical as far as what happened to me with Jesus and the Father and building a relationship. <laughs> so good. Okay, you've got, uh, you've got three scripture verses that you're going to read here. And it's about the fellowship? Yep. Okay, uh, 1 John 5, 4, Holman Christian Standard. 
Um, that's another one I like. Because whatever has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered, E-D, the word, right, right. world, our faith. And the reason why it's conquered is because either Jesus did or didn't. He did. And so we need to t understand that we are not, the mindset is we're just enforcing the victory. Hebrews 5.14 ESV. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have, ha have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. I like the constant practice. I like that a lot because I learned in sports, I've said many times, consistency is where the development is. Consistency yeah. is where the power is in anything that in you anything. do. In anything. Yeah. It, it, it can't be done otherwise. Don't Let's don't kid ourselves. Galatians mm. 5.16, this is from God's Word translation. Let me explain further. It says, live your life, I guess this is Paul, live your life as your spiritual nature directs you. Then you will never follow through on what the corrupt nature of the flesh wants. But that comes through number one, number two, and number three. I didn't think fellowship. that was possible. I'll yep. be honest. I didn't think I would not think about food, nor what comes with getting married. We'll just say it like that for children involved. I thought those desires were not going to go away. I was willing to lay it down and, and trudge through it by faith, but I really didn't think, I didn't know how he was going to do it, but he did. He changed my natural desires and people say, oh, that's nice. It's not, no, you don't understand. Yeah. If you have it's never, a, it's a battle. If you are married, you don't understand. If you've been single for 50 <clears throat> years and abstaining, I haven't the whole time, but as I made the walk with God. It wasn't easy in the natural, but I tell you, it's so freeing. Yeah. I don't talk about food. I don't think about men in that way. I just, God changed. I can't, I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't. And I couldn't. So, and so what happened to me is that as I feeding on the word more and I, I was uh, reducing the natural input and then particularly as, as I was fellowship more and building a relationship more, I was really reaching out. I, I was really going towards the Lord and here's what happened. Here's what happened. He responded back. Now. And you heard him this time. Yeah. He responded back with blessings and favor. And here are two natural examples that's happened to me in life that illustrate what takes place with Jesus and the Father as you, you reach out to him. A number of years, this was right a number of years ago. I don't this, have this on my outline. What? These, these, this is exciting. I don't have this. this is, these are going to be fun stories. Well, the I thought, well, I thought it did, but you have one and two, and that's just it doesn't oh. have any details. Oh yeah, that's exciting. Well, that's right. That that was added uh, yesterday afternoon when I was reviewing my notes. I like okay, it. I like. A um, number of years ago, this is right after high school. Mm -hmm. Is that uh, matter of fact? I graduated from high school on let's say a Friday night. The next morning, I boarded a bus from Greensboro, North Carolina, to York Harbor, Maine, a 26-hour mm. trip. And it's really the first time that I'd been uh, away from home for any significant period of time. Uh -huh. this, was, this was on a summer job at a resort hotel in York Harbor, Maine. So cool. And so I got up there and, and got some beautiful place and, and got, got up there and a really upscale place. And uh, I was kind of working. I started off in the housekeeping department. And, uh, and in that process, for the first probably three or four weeks, 
I got connected, I met and got connected with the assistant general manager of the whole resort and also the executive housekeeper and their name, they're, they're single people, but they were friends. Their names are Rod and Peg. Aww. And so uh, I got, I, I, I built a relationship with them and they're the ones that I went to. I reached out and went to them as far as can I work in other departments so that I can learn more about the this particular industry, the resort industry. And and I and looking back, I think what happened is that they saw me reach out to them, mm. and they in turn responded just like when I reached to Jesus, yes. God responded back to me. So they they responded back to me. And uh, uh, and the relationship developed because when I would see them in the hotel is that they'd stop and talk individually and all. And then after about maybe the first month, a three-month stint there, season there, is that uh, uh, they invited me to go with them to uh, an arcade kind of theme park in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is about 10 miles away. Wow. And so we'd ride in one of their cars and... Uh, and go up there and play the arcade games, skeetball, <laughs> and all this other kind of stuff. Fun. And we did that a lot. And then, uh, at the end, end of the summer, they drove me back home to my parents' home, and uh, uh, so and and I enjoyed that. Wow. But here, here's kind of, here's kind of the big thing, is that after that is when I was in college, they came and visited me, called, came and visited me in college. Mm. They came when they did that. Check this out. They came and did that as far as taking me out to dinner, which was pretty rare for me so back at that, at that time at, uh, at that age. And here's the other thing they did is that one time I remember they took me, they, they came from there into Charlotte because the school was college outside of Charlotte. They came, <laughs> this is cute. They, they might have thought I was a homeless-looking person. No, they didn't. Uh, no, I know. They saw you. They saw your heart but, and your work ethic. Yeah, but they, they, they took me to a men's clothing store. Uh, I met Rod. I don't know Peg. Oh. She, I met Rod she, Michelle. Yeah. I love Out her. Out in California. And they bought me a couple uh, uh, of, no, a couple of sport coats and slacks. I mean, it was real. But the point I'm saying here is that I reached to them. I went to them. You were hungry. Yeah. I went to them, and they in turn responded back to me with blessings and favor. And that's exactly happened with my uh, my journey with Jesus, is I finally went to him and the Father, and they responded with blessings and favor. Because now, you went with your whole heart. You were hungry for him. Yeah. Not for the stuff or success or prosperity or health. Well, I, I learned that really through your bantering all, of me and, and, and the fact as far as that you got to go because you're And here's the second example, not to, not to drag this on. No, it's very good. We go as long as the Lord says. No. So yes. the second example was years later. Now, now, Rod and Peg, they were senior to me. They were older than me. The second example uh, was with a friend, and I'm going to call him Z, just so these uh, not acknowledge his name. And, uh, and he's younger than me. And so I kind of got to know him. We had some similar interests as far as uh, sports, not, not only playing sports, but following sports, things like that. 
And so as we did that, as we connected it all like that, what he did, he kind of reached out to me. He reached out to me and called, we'd talk about sports, we'd get together. So He's good in sports, so I played uh, sports with him as, as best I could because he's much more skilled than than, uh, than I am now. And uh, he, he called me as far as to help him as far as with uh, studying for tests and all these kind of things like that. So true. And I look back and I see that he reached to me and I, in turn, gave to him. Like, yes. I gave, like a- I gave to him... But here's the cool thing, is that in this whole process, I was blessed yes. probably as much as him. Now, I never thought about that about Rod and Peg, but I bet you they were blessed yes. as much as me. Yes. So It's a two-way. So, so the point, during the, during the growing season, during the growing season, catch this. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season... We shall reap if we faint not. During that growing season, we continue to do the right things. Consistent in the word. Last example here. Just heard this recently. A mother eagle, when she has uh, a baby chick, she has the eggs, she lays an egg. Not chick, it'd be an eagle, right? Well, a chick lit. How about that? It's a chicken. It, yeah. And, uh, and so she lays the egg, and here's, here's what happens is that she has to lay she has to sit on the egg for 35 days now tell me during that that period of time what's she doing per, per, just sitting on the egg she can't she can't leave to go get food she for her or or nothing she's got to sit on the egg days. 35 days and has got to keep the temperature at about 105 degrees now whoa if any of that is different because of her movement or, or whatnot is that the mm. the embryo in the egg is going to die? Wow! Do you think that the mother eagle knows as far as how many days she's got to sit on the egg? I guarantee she doesn't. Oh, she, she knows what she's supposed to do. She knows what she's supposed to do, but she probably doesn't know it's five days, ten days. Yeah. But during that growing season, she does what is right in order to get so get the good. right result. So at the end of 35 days, the the little embryo just kind of pecks on the shell. Then she so knows. Cute. Then she knows Time is that it's, it's alive, and then she can go ahead. And, and it's and, all worth it. Yeah, it's so and worth it. So during during the growing season, we we continue. Here's what you do: you continue to speak God's word. You continue to speak God's word. You stand on His word because that's where the power is. As you do that, you continue to believe. You believe that he, his words are true, his promises are true, and that they're, they're going to manifest. And you keep expecting, and then you keep thanking and praising. It, when him. you do those things, when you do those things, then you're given to God, and he's going to return the blessings and favor back to you. Just like in the natural examples I gave you, and just like in the spiritual example I gave you as so far as true. with me with Jesus and the Father. So the growing season, uh, it is a challenging time. And But here are some secrets as to what you do to minimize the uncomfortableness 
of not getting the manifestation in the harvest sooner than you think. You do this and they're going to come sooner. So true. It's the same with us. Yep. Oh, yeah. I was going to be obedient with God to be a blessing to you to show you this path because God, we've already talked about God mandated this. Yep. It wasn't an option. God has approval. Mom's approved. That's it. And it didn't bother me. I was going to do what God said and I've been the most blessed. Look who's doing these videos and on the cover of the magazine and our ministry has been the most blessed and it's just the same principle. So well, thank you. Praise the Lord. I don't get to say thank you enough Glory to you and mom. <laughs> Glory to God in the heights. Just That's like right. when you bumped your lip. That's right. Okay. Bye. See y'all soon. Love you.